0: Everyone was like, you need to go to these open mics. Like, that's how you meet people. That's how you get connections. So I went to my first open mic at Hava Java because that was right by my house. And then built up to the Steel Stacks open mic. I went to a couple open mics at like local restaurants. And that's when I really started to get my connections and everything built up. And then in sophomore year of high school, I decided to make my own open mic at the school. Oh, um, like this is amazing. Like kids at my school need to experience this as well, so I am
1: Hello and welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker. The aim of this podcast is to connect you to the stories and personalities living in or affecting the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania. We talk to business owners, musicians, authors, students, politicians, and maybe even you. On this episode, we talk with singer-songwriter Peyton Renee, who's currently enrolled at Cookstown University. We talk about life on campus during COVID, how she got started in music, how she forged her own path on the open mic circuit, which is a lot of fun. We talk about her musical influences, what she's looking forward to, and a lot of fun stuff. This is a fun interview uh, with a lot of nostalgia for some of those who are interested in the Beatles and Pink Floyd and such. Without further ado, here's Peyton Renee. Peyton, thank you for coming on before you start and nobody else can see this but I can because I'm, I'm talking to you via zoom tell me about all the stuff that's on your walls is that this I see a lot of beetles
0: yes so this wall is completely full of beetles um, my grandfather used to like collect everything beetles so these are probably authentic because he's like hardcore Beetles fan
1: it's probably like um, why do you have them up in a dorm room I'm going to murder you I <laughs>
0: Because um, I had nothing to decorate my walls with, but the, I did oh, like sorry. make these command strips. Don't worry, <laughs> they don't they don't ha- they don't like rip or anything. And then this is like I don't know other random posters. Like I have like the Bee Gees and Pink Floyd, and it I just love I don't that. Know, it makes me feel like at home because I do have mm-hmm. some posters hanging up, and like it it I don't know it makes me feel like I'm at home.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, I'm a big Beatles fan. I, I know there's some people who try to be like. The Beatles weren't the best, but they were. I mean, they came up with so much of the, the music and so much uh, inspiration for artists, I, I'm assuming yourself. No, who yeah. are some of your favorite artists you know, besides maybe the Beatles or the Bee Gees?
0: I really like Johnny Cash and Janis Joplin. They're definitely like my biggest influences. Um, I've been like listening to Johnny Cash ever since I was a little girl. And Janis is like the queen of um, blues and rock. and her- She just was, I don't know, she just kind of like started that like raspy voice and like she had such a lot of trouble and turmoil in her life. And it's very inspiring and like how she turned that around.
1: And how, I mean, I'm not going to ask your age, but you're in college, so you're young. How is it for you to maybe, you know, you love these old, this old music, I do the same thing. Is there some music new that you really like or is it so like there's so much that it's kind of like it's all derivative. I just I love Janis Joplin because it's pure.
0: Yeah. Um, I definitely like the rawness of like older um, artists because you can definitely like hear like not every recording is perfect. And like you can definitely hear some flaws or feedback. But so I am 18. And I do have an oh, older yeah. soul, and I just kind of grew up on this kind of music. I didn't really, like, you know, listen to pop music as, like, all of my friends sure. did while growing up. But I have been getting into the districts because my friend was like, you need to listen to these people. They're awesome. So they're one of, like, my favorite newer bands.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, something I've done through quarantine, and my daughter is four. She absolutely loves the Beatles, too, and especially the Yellow Submarine. If you haven't watched the movie, I highly recommend it. It's like a, it's a little acid trip, but it's, cool. it's a lot of fun. And she, she loves it. And there's characters in there. She can relate to them. What was I say? Oh yeah. During quarantine, I've reached out to multiple bands on Spotify and contacted them to try to like do podcasts in the future and, and have bought vinyls, you know? So it's so interesting that there's still the opportunity to, to do that now. Whereas, even 10 years ago, it felt more digital, but it feels like now vinyl is coming back. Like some of these new or some it, of these it, older types are coming back or being more popular. Definitely
0: it is. Um, I've noticed, like I used to go into record stores like a lot and there was never no one my age. And now like, if you walk into a record store, there's at least like five teenagers just like hanging out in there. But I feel like a lot of people are getting vinyl cassettes are coming back a little bit, even so.
1: Why do you think that is? Like why why are you, you're 18, why are you interested in some of these old formats? What is it? You know? Um I mean because you could get it like here's the thing, because adults would be like, oh you have everything on your phone and, and it's all on yeah. Spotify. So what is the interest in that?
0: I think it's just like, well, one to like listening um to music in different ways. So mm-hmm. I like that's why like I love listening to it on the record player. Um, So I think that's also one of the reasons I think it's just like also to get away from technology and kind of like go back to simpler things. And it's like something that you like can go out of your way and get like, you don't like on your phone, you can just go to Spotify and search up whenever you want. But like you have to go out of your way. You have to go to a record store and find like, you know, which, which records you want. And like, and then maybe it's, you have have to go to another record store or like also get it off of Amazon too.
1: Well, so. the, the the thing with buy. I wish I had it up here. Like buying these records now, um, I haven't been able to go to a record store. I will. I know there is some great record stores locally, uh, but like it'll come from Amazon. We'll open it up. We get to read the the uh, the the lyrics inside, and then we play it. And so it is definitely a different experience than just like, hey Alexa, play whatever, and she just went no, cancel. Like
0: mm-hmm. even for a cassette player, like. You know, like, you got to, like, rewind everything when you're done, (laughs) and then you got to play it again. So it's it's definitely a whole different experience, and, like, you get to, like, enjoy it.
1: I'm sure that your parents, you're not, you know what you're talking about, but, like, back in the day, we used to have the CDs, and we didn't have CD players in our cars, right? It was during that time. It was difficult to do. So, Um, or the technology wasn't quite there. You you could kind of put the cassette thing in, but it was easier just to make cassette tapes for people. So you would take the CDs and record them, and then you'd have to time it perfectly on the cassette. It was an art. I'm sure people still have those. (laughs) Because you had to time it out. Like, it wasn't, hey, you ran out of gigabytes. It was, there's no more tape. You know, you just, you have to stop. So, no, I think that's great. And I think it's really interesting that you're into all that. It makes me feel better that at least I didn't listen to, like, stuff that no one would listen to again but you the reason we're talking is you're currently a a, a student at Kutztown but in in majoring in in, wait you're majoring in commercial music which we'll talk about but you are a a singer songwriter and I want to talk about that a little bit before we talk about Kutztown um you went to Lehigh Valley Charter High School for the Arts yeah can you kind of give me your um experience with music Why, when did you first get involved with it i know you talk about your grandparents loving this music but when did you start saying hey this is something i want to do
0: so from a very young age i've always been playing an instrument like you can go back and look at pictures and i'm either playing like a toy drum or like a toy piano or like i'm like singing and then my parents would always like say like oh like like when i really first started getting into this stuff they were like well you used to like you know, like write your own stuff when you were little too. And like, it was in gibberish. You know, yeah. I was a child, like I didn't know. Um, and then when elementary school came around, you know, like we played like the basic recorder and then I decided I wanted to play the flute and now I don't play the flute. <laughs>
1: but then, that's a good place to start. I think you learn all that music type. Yeah. You get a bass for it. Yeah.
0: And then um in like seventh grade, Ish, I kind of got in, more into it, and like that was around the area of when my parents divorced. So like it was like mm-hmm. really just an emotional outlet for me at that point. Sure. Like I put like my heart, soul, like everything into it because that was like the only way that I could like relieve all of this emotion because yeah. I was such a shy kid. Mm-hmm. And then um, in seventh grade, I went to the Arts Academy Charter Middle School on Emmaus Avenue in Salisbury because that was mm-hmm. right by my house. And that's when I really started getting into it. So like I loved theory, like all my theory classes I had there, I was just so obsessed with it. I tried to like get into different shows there. And then in eighth grade, it came for auditions to go to this high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? like my mom and dad were like, you should just do it because you don't know if you're going to get in or not. And so you might as well say yes before you say, before they tell you no. Right. So I did it, um, and I got through, thank God. <laughs> it was such a process. I
1: was so nervous. It like, nerve-wracking, because like, when I went to high school, they're just like, hello, welcome to high school. You had to audition to get
0: there. I like that, but getting like, yeah. up to getting there was very nerve-wracking. Sure, sure, absolutely. So I went there, and we mostly focused on, when I, when I studied there, it was mostly classical, musical theater, jazz, and then we also learned like folk and blues. Um, and music history and then we did more theory just kind of like basic mm-hmm. stuff in the beginning um, and that's when I really started to like pick up on gigs because I was in that Bethlehem area so right. I would like my school would do different things so we would have like shows at Godfrey's and then we had shows at the lodge and then we also did like Hotel Bethlehem sometime or like there was an event down at Steel Stacks that you could just do because it was like right there and right. they were making it available to us and then that's when it kind of picked up and like i started like looking for shows for myself so, so like you
1: went from hey this is nice thank you school for for introducing me to what gigging is but yeah did you then take the stuff to say i want to do this on my own
0: yes well yes i did i still continue to do stuff with my school but then sure. i also yeah everyone was like you need to go to these open mics like that's how you meet people that's how you get connections so i went to my first open mic at Hava java because i was right by my house and right. then built up to the steel stacks open mic i went to a couple open mics at like local restaurants and that's when i really started to get my connections and everything built up and then in sophomore year of high school i decided to make my own open mic at the school
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> forget these I'm, I'm just starting my own that's good
0: Oh, I like, that. Um, like, this is amazing. Like kids at my school need to mm-hmm. experience this as well. So I, I was like, I told my teacher that um, he was known as the like outreach teacher, Mr. Brown. He just mm-hmm. retired last year, but he's still doing stuff with the school. Um, I was like, can we please figure out how to do this? So we set up with the lodge. We had a lot of meetings mm-hmm. and it just made it happen. And then it was just like, it was awesome. Cause like, I, I saw kids I never saw at school that show up.
1: This episode is brought to you by Made Possible in the Lehigh Valley, a regional branding and marketing initiative aimed at showing off all the amazing things that are possible here in the Lehigh Valley and helping to grow the region's image as a desirable place to visit, work, learn, and live. They've created materials that you can use for free on your sites and in your outreach to help tell the Lehigh Valley story. Lehigh Valley is rich with opportunity, providing people with a good life on their own terms. The region exists today because of where it's been, Together, we will shape what is made possible tomorrow. Contact them and get more information at Lea Valley Made Possible.com. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, because it's probably, you know how it is. I mean, you know a lot more than I do now, but. When a school is sponsoring it, it's a little bit different. But, like, if you're taking it, like, a student's kind of um, taking the lead on this, I could see other kids who might not normally go to a official school thing kind of show up. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. So you do those open mics. I mean, are you getting, at that point, are, are you um, still reaching out? you Are trying to do some, some gigging?
0: Yeah. Um, in sophomore year, I also opened up for Dana Fuchs. I I mentioned that um, with you before, Mm -hmm. but so I used to take lessons at the Lesson Center in Bethlehem. Yeah,
1: and shout out to them. them. I know the owners. They're fun people. (laughs) um,
0: She's on the ArtsQuest board, and she was... We had like a, a certain group that would go out and do gigs and represent them. And I was a part of that. So each um, member of that group would take turns like doing different gigs. And I was asked to do that because she also does Janis Joplin. So I was like, of course I want to do it. And that was like my really like first big concert that was like, wow, like this is real. Where was that at? This was at Steel Stacks. Say, it was yeah.
1: like, so were you on the stage there, the pavilion?
0: Yeah, Music Fest um, Cafe, that's where it was. Oh, okay. But that's when I was
1: like,
0: this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, it was definitely that kind of moment. Um, And actually, two (laughs) lovely
1: people that... Sorry. I'm sorry. No, I I was interrupting you. You go ahead.
0: So, actually, two lovely people that went to that concert. um, I love them so much. They reached out, and they were like, we want you to play our... um, we went to play for this party and it was a proposal party. And then <laughs> I played for like a couple other things for them. It was awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> and then really? in junior year, sorry, I'm just going to like. No, so you can go.
1: I will, I will, I'm going to stop you before we'll, we'll come back to junior year. When you're okay. on stage at uh, Music Fest Cafe, what is that feeling for people who are never going to have it? You know, what, what are you thinking when you make that decision in your brain? I want to do this for the foreseeable future of my life. You know, why, what is that? What connection is that? Describe that's that, I guess. Just, I,
0: I remember, like, that show specifically. I only did two covers and the rest mm-hmm. were my originals. And people were, like, just, like, people got up and danced to it. And that's never nice happened day, yeah. before. And I was just like, Wow. Like I almost Did like throw you
1: off. or you are like, Oh, I'm going to mess up. Somebody's
0: no, like, <laughs> was, it was awesome. And just like, people yeah. were really like into it. And like, you know, like when you're at music fest cafe, um, there's tables set up and people mm-hmm. are eating. And like, I've have played venues at restaurants before. where People don't pay attention. And like, yeah. you're, you're like, whatever. But like when you're there, like all eyes are on you. And like, that's like, that's amazing. And it's like, wow. Like I'm connecting with these people, like in real time. And like, it's it's such an amazing experience.
1: All right, it, well, okay. Now let's get back to you. Haven't even gotten a junior year yet. No. So <laughs> where, are you, where are you going from there?
0: So, junior year, I created another show. <laughs> it's called um. It was called the Rooftop Jam Sessions, and it would be during the lunch period, so students can come enjoy different shows. Roof? And yeah, on the roof of our school.
1: We had, like, like
0: it. we had little, We had a little patio area. It was fenced, but. <laughs> So I had different students there. We had teachers there before. It was different. Like, we, we never really did anything like that. And um, hopefully they continue to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when I started had to think about college. And I was just like, I don't know. you are working so what hard. I, I know. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to be in music. And, like, I was just, like, so set. Up till that point, I was so set on Juilliard. And then I was like, I don't know. That's too classical. Like, I, I don't know. That's not what I want to do. I want to do my own stuff. And so my parents were like, what about Berkeley? And I was like, oh, like, isn't that in California? And they're like, no, the one up in Boston. So mm-hmm. over the summer, we toured it and it was awesome. I fell in love with it. And then it came to senior year where I was just like, I built up all these shows and like, I just kind of had to take a pause and focus on college.
1: Sure. You're doing a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm um, serious. Yeah. I mean, also in a couple of the musicals, like I was in, I was in- Lot. i was i also did like fashion like just a lot of shows um so i also took like classes for the technical side so like i knew how to set up for shows as well
1: okay
0: i mentioned that before i get too ahead of myself of college so i was like like berkeley i was so set on it and i was like this is where i want to go um uh, i didn't really have anywhere else picked out and i was like um, I don't know. So my dad was like, Why don't you check out some, you know, local schools? So I, he was like, He actually suggested Kutztown. Town and I was like, Um, I don't know. But I was like, I might as well just try it. So mm-hmm. I auditioned for Town and Westchester and New York College and um
1: And now I again I'm not a um I love music, I play some guitar, but I'm not somebody who's on the level of ever entering college for this. So like when I would go to college you have to check your SATs. When you go in for music you have to literally audition is that how it yeah
0: it's a whole another process on top of all of that stuff you have to get prepared um it was also really hard because berkeley was like the only one that i auditioned with my own stuff with mm-hmm. so we had to drive to philly i had to bring my guitar i played for them wow. um, it was it was like my own originals i played for them we did some scales um, they asked me some questions. They had, there was like a mini interview and then I was on my way. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to all these other schools, it was like classical because right. I didn't like, I, I was just like, that's all they really have. So I'm going to like, I'm just going to do it. Cause that in case I don't get into Berkeley. So I auditioned with, um, like German classical songs, I, um, jazz, musical theater, and, it was complete, it's completely different experience, but it's still under music. You know, you gotta like, they ask for your range and then you'll go through again, like some scales. And then you also, they'll also ask you questions. And I was like, okay, so I did get into all the colleges I applied for. I, but I didn't know I was waiting on Berkeley. That was the last one. (laughs) Um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was what direction I was gonna go in. I was like leaning towards like Westchester and Town at this point, and I needed to make a decision so that I can cancel my deposit. So I went with Town because I was like, you know what, it's closer and it's more of what I wanted because I took I shadowed there, I took a couple more tours and I I didn't know they had a program called commercial music until I got here, and like. Well, yeah, and that's
1: what and I'm glad that you just said that because that's where I wanted to to go with this. You know what? When you're thinking as an artist, as somebody who's done all these different things in the community, and also someone who's writing music and, and listening to it, what is your goal then for when you leave Kutztown? So, so tell me like what commercial music is as a major. So, in- so
0: my original major for going into Kutztown was vocal performance which is like classical again like classically trained whatnot but commercial music is like songwriting and you have to learn how to produce and you also get to perform like more contemporary things but also you get the music business side so you're getting all these different things so it's kind of what I wanted out of the Berkeley experience which is why I chose it because A it was in-state B it was a ton of a lot cheaper and I'm getting Mm -hmm. the same Education, maybe not on the same level, but sim like, like it's in the same range.
1: But like, like when you get out, you know, I I know we all have the dream: I'm going to be a pop star or or whatever. But the odds of that happening are it's less than going like into the NFL as a football player. You (laughs) know, it doesn't happen often. So to have that acumen where you know how to produce, you know how to set, you know how to already you know network these are things that you can come out of college and say, okay, I'm a musician, but I can also run a business if I have to. Yeah. You know? So you're not um, relying just on getting gigs. You know, you can. Do yeah, your like I, have, I have
0: no clue what I want to do yet out of college. Like, Good. You're 18.
1: Know,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do know I want it in that area. So like, I can mm-hmm. see myself or like I've been organizing these shows. I can see myself doing a ton of that. And like marketing for music, I can also see myself, you know, like producing or songwriting for people. If I can
1: give you any advice, it would just be don't worry too much about that and keep banking the knowledge, you know, like learn everything because honestly, even during this time, like I've been running my business from home, you have no idea what's going to happen in in two years from now. So the the more that the more knowledge you just can gain and just learn everything about the industry that you love, you're going to come out way ahead. Because you can then apply that stuff. Oh, here's this new situation. Okay, well, I can do this, this, and this, and this. Instead of one person yeah. who can be like, I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. Like, I definitely would have thought, like, how how it is similar to, like, Berkeley, which I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I did get in. like eventually. Oh,
1: you got it. Right, good. Yeah, I didn't want to. You turned it down for Town. They should have yeah. you on, like, a billboard. Peyton said no to Berkeley for Kutztown, that's what I would do, that's good marketing.
0: Definitely because of like COVID kind of topped it off because I was like this is already a lot of money you know I have to take out a lot of loans and I have to like try as much scholarships as I can. I didn't get like really any financial aid help from Berkeley so I was like okay and then COVID you know was a cherry on top where everything was online. And then here, at least, I can like you know I can be in some of my classes, and I did get a lot of scholarships. So, it so how
1: how is it then? I mean, you're people can't see this because they're listening, but you're clearly in a dorm room. Um, yeah. And we let's not uh, gloss over anything. There have been reported cases at Kutztown. We don't have to talk too much about that. But how are what are you doing? How is the atmosphere on campus? You know, on a Monday morning when we're talking.
0: Um, it's, so I, I've mentioned, like, I've shadowed here before, like, you know, when school was like really in business and like pre COVID, it's a lot different. Like I, like my roommate moved out. So I have this whole dorm to myself, which is very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if, a she's, lot listening, of,
1: if she's listening, do, don't come back.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. No, she's so nice. <laughs>
1: oh um, Yeah, of course.
0: But it's, it's been very weird because a lot of people, when, when the, First case came out, like we were like, oh, there's gonna be ton more. So mm-hmm. now we, um, we did have 189, and then we did have 59 of those recovered. So technically, we have like around 127. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still are getting like new reports every day about like what's going on and like what their plan is. But it's a complete ghost town here now. Like there's not as many students as there was on the first day. Um, it's it's crazy.
1: Why are you like, I, I, why are you uh, why are you still there? Does it make and, and again, I'm I'm just asking because I'm I'm almost 40, you're 18. So, I'm just curious like if I was 18, I would probably look at this a little bit differently than I would at this age. So, is do you feel comfortable on campus? You're taking precautions that you need to I do
0: feel comfortable. You know, I'm like cleaning, I'm like taking showers every day. I'm using hand sanitizer. I have masks that I like cycle through, so I'm not right. using the same mask. Um, now that there's less people on campus, I feel a little bit more at ease. Cause it's like, I'm not as I'm, I'm not in with like many contacts no, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. as I was. And so um, do you just take your classes the same way that we're talking? Is that how most of, or do you so go in person for some?
0: Half of my classes are online and then half of them are in person. So that's one of the reasons why I'm staying is because like a lot of my, I have only two academic classes and the mm-hmm. rest are And I'm taking 18 plus credits, Mm -hmm. which is a a lot for a freshman. Um, And it's really hard. You know, I can't, it's hard to do choir online and it's hard to do these, like I'm in rock ensemble and jazz ensemble and it's very hard to do stuff like that online. Like music is a connectional, like it's like it's a connectional language and you, and you have to be in person for that
1: to happen. I, I, I think, um, and I could be wrong, but you see all these different things where people are collaborating online, and they put out a thing, and that's nice. But you can't really do that from scratch. You know, you're able to do these these things because you've practiced together a million times. And now you're at home, you're like, oh, well, we can just kind of do it this way. But you can't yeah. like cultivate from that, if that makes sense.
0: It's also very nice because, like, I do have access to practice rooms as well. So, like. Right. I- I can, I like, I have a piano class, so I go there and I take like my piano classes and I practice. And it's just like, I can't do that at home. Like I don't have a piano that I can sit at. Mm -hmm. And
1: what is the feeling among like your peers? Like some of the, the people that you do come in contact with, are you guys like, what do you feel about this whole thing? Like, I mean, I know we all joke about it here and there, but you you're in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, Like, I know, like, the people in my hall were very precautious, like, Mm -hmm. about it. Like, you know, like, we keep our our friend groups very, very small. We don't go out with, like, a huge bunch of people. Right. And my music people are like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Because, you know, (laughs) well, I haven't sung, like, with my, like, because I was in, like, the treble and touring choir at Charter Arts. So I haven't sung. The choir you know and t- since march and like this is like oh my god this is awesome like i'm singing with people in like real time real life like no digital it's it's such an awesome like a, a fulfilling experience because you when you don't have that for so long it's just kind of like sure the same
1: do you and are, are you like, finding like, more people um practicing their instruments since there's nobody around i would just yeah play um, in my room it's just so it'll get mad yeah
0: it's very nice because like you know most students here don't have a roommate anymore so they don't have to worry about that and like when you're walking at night like I hear like someone playing guitar and someone playing like, the trumpet I think that's awesome because in the beginning you didn't hear that at all because everyone yeah, had room everyone
1: being respectful and yeah yeah <laughs> that's fun so no I'm glad that you're you know you're being safe and like, it's just it's a crazy time so you know continue yeah. to do that um as we kind of come to the end here, I want to find out, and we don't know what your plans are or when you can gig again. I don't know what's open. We don't know. Okay. So what are you thinking as you go through the next couple of months? Like, are, are you looking to gig? Are you just kind of waiting until things open back up? Or are you doing online stuff?
0: I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do because right now I'm focusing on school, but I did have my first gig a couple of weeks ago and it was awesome. It was for like a private party so mm-hmm. it wasn't like a restaurant where it's like I'm passing all these different people right um I'm not sure I do I do want to get back into gigging it's just really hard right now because of school and then COVID on top of it it just is, oh, yeah it's crazy so maybe like I'll start picking it up because like that's like my that's my forte like I love doing that and like going mm-hmm. to open mics and I'm seeing other people do it like and slowly starting it back into it I just like, I just want to focus on school right now. And then when we take that winter break, like maybe I'll jump back into it.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, I know that downtown Bethlehem is planning some Christmas stuff. You never know. I'll reach out if, if I hear anything. Um, They were trying to do like caroling downtown. It's just tough. You know, they want to get, people just want to hear music. They want to be around it, but everything's just so, so crazy. And, And you're right. Like watching it on, your screen is one thing, but when you see and experience music in person again, it's a, just a different experience. Yeah.
0: You know, like, I didn't realize how much I missed singing with choir until I sang choir. I literally was crying my eyes out. Like, yeah. in the- <laughs> I
1: was like, this is such an awesome experience. And I get that though, because it's been, it hasn't been like a week, you know, it's six months for, for some people, depending on what they do, that they haven't been able to do that again. Um, yeah it is weird so we always make sure that we let people know where they can find out more information i know that you sent me some links so should i just link those in the uh i'll link those in the podcast notes uh, but can you can people find you online what, what do they look for
0: So i do have a website which i did give you i haven't right. kind of stopped second gig, I probably will Mm. update it and add more pictures. I'm mostly active on Instagram. My Instagram is Peyton P A Y T O N Renee R E N E E dot official. Um, I usually keep like updates about my gigs there. I'll post on my story. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. It's just Peyton Renee. Um, it's probably easier if you just use the link that I sent (laughs) because it's like, there's, you know, I'm I'm
1: already following you. So I'm good. All right, good.
0: All right, but <laughs> there's ten days you know, on Facebook, so it's probably just easier to well, like
1: click. Yeah, the whoever's listening to this, just go into the links, and all this stuff is there. And uh, hey, I appreciate your time. Like, I know that this is, and yep. it is just very interesting for me. I'll be honest. Like to to talk to you as you're on campus, you know, really living this, um, is wild. You know, I, I wish you all the best in health and and everything. Thank you. And, When you get digging again, let me know and we'll post it out.
0: All right, Thank you so much. We owe you a shout out.
1: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Have a, uh, a safe time. I will be in touch. I'll let you know when this goes up and we'll talk soon.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Have a groovy day.
1: You too. Talk to you. Bye. Bye thank you again to Peyton Renee for coming on the show. If you want to find out more about her, all of her links are in our show notes. You can also find her at PeytonRenee.official on Instagram. We wish you all the best and hope you come back on and uh, be safe out there. Until next week. Thank you.